0: Okay, well, I have the honor and really the great joy um, to introduce to you um, our speaker tonight, Denise Salvato, and as um, I mentioned earlier, when I welcomed you, um, she's married to our senior pastor, Rob, and together, the two of them have been doing ministry for Jesus here at Calvary Vista and really all around the world for, I forgot to ask you this, more than 30 years, more than 30 years together. I mean, that's amazing. Um, she's also a mom and a grandma this year, which has been so fun to watch her in that um, season of life um, that, that some of us have been in. So it was her... her she just loves her little Josiah, and um, it's just been fun. She oversees the women's ministry here at Calvary Vista. And though we are friends and sisters in Christ and have been through a lot of seasons of life together, um, I have to say it's in that capacity of her calling and her commitment to minister to women that I've come to really respect, admire, and trust her um, speaking god 's word into my life beautiful example um, she has a deeply rooted devotion to see women abide and abound in the Lord, and that thread runs through everything that we do here at, in our women 's ministry. Um, but she is like us, and she 's got seasons of joy and peace and goodness and fun. But also like us, she's had seasons of heartache and trial and darkness and pain, Um, and yet in all things, she's always eyes fixed on the Lord. So I'm so grateful that God has chosen her for this night, for this message, Let There Be Light. So please welcome a very gifted Bible teacher a very humble servant, and a dear, dear friend to many of us in this room, Denise Salvato. I just love you.
1: I just feel like um, I'm already full, and I'm not talking about from eating dessert, <laughs> but just the beauty of this evening. It's actually very touching. It's just such a sweet celebration for the birth of our Savior Jesus Christ. And, you know, when I look around this sanctuary, not only the beauty of the decor, but the beauty of each and every one of you. And just, um, it's just a beautiful thing. And I'm so grateful and thankful that you're here with us this evening. Um, there's just a fullness of light. There's a, we see family. We see friends together. And then that dance performance. Oh, my goodness. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. What? What, what woman here didn't dream of being a dancer, for those of us that weren't? And it was so hilarious because my mother-in-law, Sandy, she, reached, she leans over and whispers at me. She says, I always wanted to be a ballet dancer. <laughs> I'm like, oh, me too. No, hip-hop. That would be me, hip-hop, all the way. <laughs> and then the Christmas carols. I mean, Christmas carols, they so vividly proclaim the gospel message, don't they? They're just rich with truths. And then when Dawn and the her girls sang the song, um, Light of the World, and that just that chorus of glory, glory, glory to the light of the world, that hope has come, the miraculous has been done, Emmanuel, God is certainly with us. Amen. So it's been a beautiful night, and I want to um, just really take a few minutes of our time and really put like a spotlight on this theme of ours, which is let there be light. I really feel like as I um, just prayed and sought the Lord on on what this message was and this this theme that burned in my my heart, let there be light, I really felt like um, he gave us Um, gave me some things to share with you of just the significance of that and then also how it speaks into each and every one of our lives. So, of course, we're all familiar with where these words were first spoken. It was in the creation story. It was in the very beginning when God created the heavens and he created the earth. And the earth, it said, was formless. It was empty. And it was dark. It was complete darkness, blacker than black. I think the closest thing that we can come to to even understand that would be if you've ever visited um, a a cave, you know, gone, gone to one of those public sites where you go into these deep caverns and into these caves. And I remember doing this years ago in Oregon and just I mean, it was already dark enough, you know, going through it with the little lights that they had on. But, but there was a moment in the tour where they were like, okay, everybody just stand still and we're going to turn off the lights. And they turned the lights off and it was terrifyingly dark. I mean, like paralyzing dark. Like you couldn't see a thing. You couldn't see your hand in front of you. You couldn't see anyone around you. And so it was this type of of darkness, that God spoke and said, Let there be light. And can you even imagine in that moment what that was like when light came out and was, and was created by the Lord? And then, of course, we know on the fourth day of creation that God made the sun and he made the moon and the stars in the sky to light the earth and to govern day and give us night and it separates the light from the darkness. And then it says that God saw it and it was good. And don't we also say, yes, God, it is good. I mean, who here doesn't love to wake up in the morning to a beautiful sunrise? Well, not everyone here probably wakes up to a sunrise. I have to admit, I rarely wake up to the sunrise, unfortunately, (laughs) but I do catch the sunset. (laughs) And really, if you think about it, I mean, it is amazing when it's time for the sun to set, how people all over pause they stop they gravitate to watch that sunset go down and we ooh and we all over it and it's breathtaking and it speaks of the creator and and so many we've got the selfie cameras out right and we're taking the heart sunsets behind us and posting them and and just the beauty of the sunset the wonder of it all But, you know, beyond the pure enjoyment of light, we know that light really speaks of life, right? They're really inextricably woven together. They're interwoven because the sun in the sky literally is the ultimate source of energy that sustains life on this earth. So, in other words, we cannot have life without light, and oh, how creation speaks of this wonderful and wise and loving creator, our God. Light is good. But as we move forward from the creation story, we all know that another kind of darkness entered our world. And it was the darkness that was brought on by sin when Adam and Eve ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, when they, when they disobeyed God's warning and ate anyways. And we know from that, the Bible tells us that sin not only came into Adam and Eve, but it spread to the entire human race. And it's a spiritual darkness. And it, it, it really like hovers over the earth. And it's not good. And no one in this room would disagree with that. It is not good. We all know, every single one of us, we've experienced the fallout of sin. Whether it's the sin that we've committed against God or against other people or sins that have been committed against us. And you know what? No one is, is, is exempt from this. We've all experienced really the adverse side effects of Sin. I mean, think of it. It's horrible. It's not good. There's shame. There's guilt. There's condemnation. Oftentimes there's bondage. There's sorrow. There's pain, broken lives, and broken relationships. But I want you to consider tonight for a moment not only what we experience from the darkness of sin that's entered our world, but really what God the Father felt and what he experienced, if you would just imagine for a minute, the fact that he also felt the effect of when sin came into the world. And what I mean by that is that, think about that, in an instant, that beautiful relationship that he had with Adam and Eve that was lovely, it was pure, it was right. There was a oneness. In an instant, that changed Instead of taking his normal walk with them in the cool of the night, they're hiding under a bush from god they're they're hiding in shame and guilt from his presence. so God felt the pain of broken fellowship of separation from the ones that he loved because God is light, and in first john one five it tells us that in him is no darkness at all, so They had to leave the garden. God had to force them out. Their lives were forever changed. They were no longer living in this right relationship with God. The relationship that they were created for and that each one of us is created for. So if you could imagine with me, really, God knows what disappointment is. He does. He's experienced it. He had given them everything that they needed. I mean, their life was perfect, right? He loved them with a perfect love. They had it all. And he was committed to them and loved them. And yet they listened to the enemy, right? We know the story. They listened to the enemy's lies. The enemy deceived them. They wanted more, perhaps something even better. And God felt the sting of death. For Adam and Eve. He felt that. He, knowing that now their days on earth, they were going to be numbered, that they would die a physical death. And not only a physical death, but more sobering, the reality that they would die, or had died, a spiritual death when sin entered their lives. But God... But God, I'm so glad that the story doesn't end there. In fact, he wrote a new story, and it's the Christmas story, and that's why we're here tonight, and it's a beautiful story because God loved the world, and so he sent us a Savior to rescue us. He sent us his Son And so if you think about it with this um, theme of let there be light, really there was a second time when God said, let there be light. But this time he wasn't speaking of the sun in the sky. He was speaking of the Son of God. And in that moment... The plan was that God, the Son of God, would come down to planet Earth as a precious baby, born of a virgin, to be the Savior of the world and to rescue us from darkness. That He, Jesus Christ, is the light of the world. And I hope that you caught the imagery in that video that we showed, um, that when when it says that God said, uh, Be light, that when that light came out, did you see that there was actually the image of a baby in the womb that was, that, you know, symbolized Jesus Christ, light and life. When I first saw that video, it just brought tears to my eyes. It's just such a beautiful, beautiful picture. There's such a sense of awe, isn't there, and wonder of the birth of a child. Um, it's just hard to even really wrap. Our minds around, especially if you um, have a baby in your womb, <laughs> in your stomach. It's just incredible, indescribable, and it's crazy that for nine months, mommy really is the life source for that child. And then when the child is birthed, we get to hold that baby in our arms and close to our breast, and and just ugh, like it's just amazing. And as Yvonne said, now I'm a grandma, and I get to hold little Josiah in my arms, and the awe and the wonder is just as much as a grandma as it was when I was a mom. Because truly it is a miracle of God, the miracle of birth. But how much more the miracle of the Son of God, that he was conceived by the Holy Spirit in the womb of Mary, who was a virgin, that the Son of God lived in her for nine months. And then when she gave birth to him, she, she, you know, she, well, while he was in her womb, she was the life sustenance for him. And then when she birthed him, she got to hold him in her arms. And she was holding the very one who would ultimately give her everlasting life. Ah, it's amazing. I think of that old worship song, Oh, the Wonder of It All. You know, on that night when Mary gave birth to the Savior of the world, and when the angels, um, the angel of the Lord came and stood before the shepherds, and just a beautiful um, vision of this tonight, and the glory of the light, Lord, it says, shined around them, and the heavenly hosts started singing, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, good will toward men. And in that moment, ladies, prophecy was fulfilled. There's so much prophetic prophecies that were given for hundreds of years leading up to the birth of Christ. And in that moment, on that Christmas night, prophecy was fulfilled. And I love Isaiah 9.1 that says, the people who walked in darkness, they've seen a great light upon those who dwelt in the land of gloom A light has shone. Praise the Lord. And you know, the light of this good news continues to shine throughout the ages, even today, this very day. And I love that every year there's a celebration of Christmas so that the world is reminded of Christ's birth, whether they want to be or not, right? You know, and yeah, we've seen, you know, darkness that, you know, wants to quench the truth of what Christmas is. It just blows my mind um, how we've seen that throughout the years take place. Um, They try and take Christ out of Christmas, you know, and now it's Santa Claus is coming to town rather than Jesus Christ came to earth. And, uh, you know, needing to say happy holiday to be politically correct rather than Merry Christmas. Did that kind of blow your mind for those of you that work in the workforce? How many actually were told by their employer that they had to say happy holidays? Okay, there's some in the room. I mean, it was crazy. Not, not so much now. I'm hearing Merry Christmas more. But that that was just crazy. Because, you know, the truth is that you, they can't extinguish the light of truth that shines bright. It is an inextinguishable light. Amen? You know, if you think about it, even when you go to the malls and you just are around at Christmas time, you're going to hear the gospel through the carols. And I think of a couple, just for example, Silent Night, Holy Night, and then it says, Son of God loves pure light, radiant beams from thy holy face with the dawn of redeeming grace. And then think when we sing, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, it goes on to say, Hail the Son of Righteousness, light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings and the light shines upon the earth not only at christmas time and it shines again at easter praise god when we celebrate the the death and the resur- resurrection of jesus that gave us life and washed away the debt of our sin but the beauty is, is that the light of christ shines all the time and you know why it's because the light now shines inside of every one Every man, every woman, every child who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, the Savior of the world, and then just receives him by faith into their life. It's a free gift of salvation. It's miraculous that God will look upon anyone who has faith to believe and receive and say, Let there be light, and there is light. Right now in this room, Every one of you who have given your life to Christ, the, the light of the Spirit of God is inside of you, bright, on fire. Amen? It's an amazing, amazing miracle. And 2 Corinthians four six, 6 explains it this way. It says, For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness that is shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And I like this version, this translation. It says, God said, light up the darkness. And our lives filled up with light as we saw and understood God in the face of Christ, all bright and beautiful. (laughs) And you are all bright and beautiful this evening. And you know, Most of us, many of us in this room, we have experienced this miracle of our dark souls coming alive and being filled with the light of Christ. You know, I was 10 years old when I received Jesus Christ into my heart because you know what? Even for a 10-year-old, they know darkness They know the difference between darkness and light. And I experienced enough darkness around me that affected my life, even up to the age of 10, from the divorce of my parents when I was just a toddler to the eventual abandonment of my dad to another home environment that was filled with drugs and alcohol to the abuse of a stepfather and then coping with the tragic death of my stepfather who died in a car accident coming home from a bar late at night. So I was well acquainted with fear. I was well acquainted with anxieties. I was well acquainted with sorrow and with pain. And so when I heard the gospel message that Jesus came to save me from the darkness of sin and to give me life— I remember the moment. I, it was at this cute little country Pentecostal church, and I went down to the front on my knees and gave my life to the Lord. And I will tell you, my life was forever changed, forever changed in that moment. Those of you who have this light inside of you, you have the same testimony. Some of you, it was when you were young. Some of you, boy, you really walked for years in darkness and then you came out of darkness into his marvelous light. The people around us who see our lives should be able to describe us as people with shining hearts. Do they see you and see that you have a shining heart? They should. It's a a work that God does in us, and we should never lose the wonder of it. And we're to proclaim the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now, of course, we know that being in his marvelous light does not mean that all of our dark circumstances immediately change. No, not at all. Or that darkness is still not around us. Because it is, and it's evil, and it's wicked, and it's dark, and there's sin. And, you know, the darkness can be scary. (laughs) You know, um, since I was a little girl, I have been so scared of the dark. I remember when I was little, lying in my bed, so sure that I saw the monsters in the closet or heard them under my bed. And you know, while most teenage girls would be happy to be left home alone, not me, not at night, surely not at night. Now, it may have had something to do with the fact that we lived way out in the boonies, surrounded with a forest of trees, not a street light, not a neighbor light, just darkness and the lights in our house. So, you know, that could have had something to do with that. Um, But in all honesty, as a 54-year-old woman that I am, yes, It's okay to say how old we are, girls. But you know, the truth is, I still do not like to be home alone at night. I am such a wimp, and I, yes, I'm afraid of the boogeyman. So, okay, so this might have something to do with the fact that I have experienced two home robberies. Yes, two home (laughs) robberies. The first was when Rob and I moved to Oregon, and Aaron was like, barely, like probably two and a half, and Amy was just a baby, and it was a December night right before Christmas, and I had gone to the Wednesday night Bible study, and I came home alone to a pretty dark house, pulled in the garage, got the kids out, Amy, I'm holding Amy, and Aaron's like, started to go to the the door leading into the, the back of the house where we where we enter. And all of a sudden, I just saw motion in the darkness, and I could hear a noise. And I'm just like, ah! And I just grabbed Aaron, and I threw my kids in the car and raced off. And, um, yeah, that was scary, okay? And they never caught the guys, and they took a bunch of our stuff, so... Maybe, I don't know, I prayed for them. Some, maybe they got saved. But, you know, that was, that was scary. Okay, the second time was when we moved back here. It was our first little house in Oceanside on the corner. What was it on the little house? It was a big house on the corner. And um, a friend had offered to watch the kids because I needed to teach, uh, uh, to, to study, to teach a Bible study. And Rob was actually on a two-week missions trip in Russia. Okay, So I'm like, awesome, a friend. you are such a good friend. Take my children, yes. And I gave her my kids. I'm upstairs. I'm studying. It's wonderful. All of a sudden I hear knocking on the door. Now what I do is I don't answer the door. I, want, I don't want to answer the door. I don't want, you know, it's, I'm hoping people, they'll just go away. Well, it was like this persistent knocking that was taking place. And it kept going. And so then my heart started racing a little. So I snuck over to the, the, the window like overlooking um, the garage, the driveway, and I see like there's three men standing out there. And they're not like in any kind of, you know, uniform or anything like that they're... Anyways, so I knew I was in trouble. I'm like, something's about to go down. So I'm racing around the house looking for the phone upstairs. And and as I'm finding my phone and dialing 911, I hear I'm coming through my, my window and they're ransacking downstairs. And literally, girls, I'm like... Where do I go? And I couldn't fit under my bed, so I like run to my closet and I'm literally like hiding in the very farthest corner <laughs> of my closet in the dark and I hear them and they're in the garage and they're in the house and then I hear them upstairs and then they're in the bedroom. It's the worst feeling at all. one ladies trying to calm me down to stay with me and I'm like, "Oh god, help me." And and anyways, so one man ends up coming in the in, into the closet and um He was so startled when he found me in the closet. And I'm like, please don't hurt me. And he, like, just took off, and they all left. And my Sandy mom, Mom Sandy, she thinks that he saw a guardian angel. So I like that idea. Um, But anyways, so I was traumatized, okay? I've been traumatized. So that's part of why I'm afraid of the night. But the good news is I made the paper. (laughs) Woman hides in closet. (laughs) I have it. I really did. And then I had to wait for Rob to get back from Russia. They put George Bryson, like, got him, like, worked miracles to get him on a plane and back home to me. But he walked in the door, and I said, Listen, you either buy me a gun (laughs) or buy me a dog. He got me a home alarm. So it wasn't until years later when the kids all moved out, and I'm like, listen, I, I cannot be home alone that he finally got me my dog. So, But in all seriousness, ladies, this world is a scary place, and sometimes we want to run and hide in the closet, don't we? We're afraid of what's coming. We're afraid of what the future holds you know, Jesus' disciples felt the same way right before he was to go to the cross when he was telling them that he, you know, he was going to be leaving them. He was going to die. And he's trying to explain things to them and they're confused and they're uncertain in their feelings and they're, they're feeling abandoned and, and they're, they're asking a ton of questions and they're fearing for their own lives. But Jesus said to them in John 16, 33, knowing that, they would when when everything came down that they that all these disciples they would actually abandon him and run and hide in fear because they would be afraid of the dark but he said in John 16:33 i'm not alone because the father's with me and he says these things i've spoken to you that in me you may have peace in the world you will have tribulation but be of good cheer for i have overcome the world. And God says to you and to me the same, be of good cheer. Jesus has overcome the world. Yes, while we're here on earth, there's darkness, there's scary things that we have to deal with, but he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He's with you. He's for you. And God says to you and to me that we need I'm so sorry, hold that. Okay, I'm missing something, but I'm just going to go with it. I don't know. He just wants you to know that he's overcome. That darkness cannot overcome light. That light wins. And God is stronger than darkness. And he loves us and he's for us. So he says to you and to me, when we give our life to him, when we receive him into our life, he says, let there be light, and his spirit of light comes into us. But he also says to you and me, let your light shine. Amen? Let your light shine. I want to read a—oh, uh, I'm all mixed up. Now I'm realizing what I did. I, I flip-flopped, but you know what? God wants it to go in this order, so just— Low with me, but I love this translation from the message that I want to read to you of Matthew 5, which is a a familiar text that you know about letting our light shine. But listen to this it says, Here's another way to put it You're here to be a light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop on a light stand, shine, shine, shine. This past year in our women's ministry, we've had this running theme going through our studies and our events, and it's the word be. And we've been looking at some of the important topics and challenges from the word To us as Christian women, of how we are to be, and we looked at how we're to be still and know that God, be still and know that He is God. To be brave and to be strong, to be content, to be joyful, to be thankful, to be made perfect and complete. And today, He would say to you and I, "Be light, be light, ladies. Don't confuse. Don't don't let the world be confused by your behavior." behave, behave. doesn't mean we're perfect, but we're to be imitators of Christ. We have him in us, his light shining, his transforming power in our lives. Let's behave. Let's be light. Let's be imitators of God. Let's walk as children of light. I want to go back to where I wanted to be in this whole idea of us being afraid and things when they get dark and when they get scary. Because it's in the dark trials of life that our fears and our imagination so easily run wild. It's in the dark circumstances that we walk in that, that we can't really see things clearly, right? And oftentimes not truthfully. And things look out of proportion or seem to be something that they're not. And it can be fearful, and it can be overwhelming. And, you know, all of us, we we're, we're going to have dark days. There's days where you don't want to get out of bed, right? <laughs> you just want to stay in your jammies, under the, under the covers. You're really, like, afraid to face the world. You don't want anybody to see you. You don't want to deal with life. And maybe you're going through the dark day of disappointment or distress or doubt, or maybe even depression. Um, I've had some dark days of the soul over the past year, to be quite honest. Um, I watched throughout the year my sister Lisa, um, who's two years older than me, um, suffer and die from a battle with ovarian cancer. And then I'm just dealing with the brokenness of my personal extended family that they're so much damage that it just seems hopeless and every year that goes by it just feels a little more hopeless and I don't want to lose my hope you know I want to just see God work miracles but there's been dark days with that in my life and my heart aches and then as most of you know our entire Salvado family is we are in the middle of grieving right now as Alan Sherry's 22 year old son was in a tragic car accident just just weeks ago not so we're like we're in the thick of just that sorrow of that grief and yet we sorrow without hope and thankfully both lisa and anthony or tony were saved and they were walking with the lord and they were shining their lights brightly um, before the lord and it was beautiful and um we do have absolute assurance of where they are, that they're in the presence of God. And, and it brings joy and peace and thankfulness. But I'd be lying if I said I don't have a few battle scars from fighting the enemy of my soul who wants to take me down just like he wants to take you down. You know, he, he would love to have me doubt God's love and his goodness and his faithfulness and the truth of his word and his promises. And boy, I've had some fiery darts go my way and i've had to battle and i know that you go through the same thing and you've got some battle scars yourself but the victory is ours in christ and we need to let light be and what do i mean by that i mean that even though we have the light of the spirit of god in us but we're still walking in this world right and so we have to go through the muck. We have to go through the darkness. And oftentimes, we can kind of wallow in, get in the darkness and stay there a little too long and linger in that and just kind of get comfortable in it. And just it gets darker and darker. And we feel that depression. And we feel that isolation. And we just get bogged down in the darkness. And the word that the Lord has for us tonight, for all of you who are believers out here, is, is let there be light. How do we do that? It's through the light of God's word. His word is light. It is life. His word is Jesus. And we need to know the word. We need to read the word. We need to believe the word. We need to speak the word. We need to live the word. We need to let there be light, girls, the Lord tells us, I've come as light in the world, and whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. That word abide, we shouldn't be living in it. We shouldn't be dwelling in the darkness and in that pit. No, we're to walk in the light as he is in the light. So get up. There were times I just had to speak to my soul. <laughs> I'm going to be a Debbie Bryson. Speak to my soul, That would, Debbie Bryson. And say, get up. Knock it off. That is a lie. No. And I'd have to speak the word of God and truth and fight the darkness that surrounded me. And you need to do the same. Abide in his word. Use it to expose the lies, to reveal the truth, to guide you, to help you. Invite Jesus into your circumstances, into your pain, into your world, into your Christmas In closing, there's a song that I heard today that just speaks so, it's so relevant to what I'm trying to say. It's by Jeremy Camp. It's called, it's from his song, Living Word, and I want to read this to you. It says, I stand on the truth in the living word of God because every time it moves my soul and shapes my every thought. It's alive in me, the very breath I breathe. I'm holding on with all I've got to the living word, the living word of God. Speak into me now. Your voice is all I'm craving. What a freedom I have found in the living word of God. I'll stand on the truth in the living word of God. Because every time it moves my soul and shapes my every thought. It's alive in me, the very breath I breathe. I'm holding on with all I've got. So in those dark seasons of the soul that you will have on this earth, let there Be light. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the God story. We thank you for the Christmas story. We thank you for life. We thank you for light. We thank you that when you come into our lives, when we believe and receive you in faith, Lord, in that instant, our lives are changed because we have the very life, of Christ inside of us. and it is the miracle of miracles. and I pray if there's anyone in this room tonight whose heart is stirred, it reminds me of it, where it talks in the beginning when God created the heavens and earth, how darkness hovered over the earth. but your, I mean your spirit hovered over the deep waters. and your spirit is hovering right now over hearts of some women in this room. That are still in darkness and lord i pray that you just would speak into their hearts lord that they would take that beautiful act of faith and just believe who that you are who you say you are that you are the savior of the world that has came lived died rose again to take away our sin and to give us life and so if there's anyone in this room and that's you, just you can do it tonight. Just in your own heart, in your own mind, you can just say, Jesus, come in, let there be light. And for the rest of us, the Lord just wants to save to us. If we're fearful and anxious, afraid, Well, the Lord is our light. He's our salvation. Whom shall we fear? The Lord is the strength of our life. Of whom shall we be afraid? Are you dealing with the darkness of sadness and depression or hopelessness? The word says, I've come as a light to shine in the dark so that all who put their trust in me will no longer wander in darkness. And we don't have to wander in a personal darkness. Are you believing lies of the enemy or lies that other people are speaking over you? Then say, Lord, send out your light and your truth and let them lead me. For you're the fountain of life. In your light we see light. And if you are in a place where you feel like you can't find your way and you need help and you need guidance from the Lord, well, guess what? Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Do you feel kind of blinded by sin or you're in bondage to sin? He has come to give sight to the blind and set the captives free. And if you're broken and you're injured in areas of your life, the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its wings. Jesus, Jesus, we love you. You are the star of Jacob, the sun of righteousness. You are the lamp of God's glory. You're the light of life. You're the bright morning star. You're the light of The world. And we praise you tonight. We give you honor. We give you glory. Lord, in those areas that we have allowed that darkness to sink in, I pray tonight by the power of your spirit that we in faith would say, let there be light. And that your light would do a powerful, transforming work in our lives. I'm going to invite my friend Christine to come up. And I just want to... Just end the night in this song that I know is going to minister to your hearts. And, and I just want to stay still and quiet in this room and for you to just have a moment with Jesus and let this word sink into your heart and let him speak to you. Amen. So let's just stay in this place of worship. And I think Christine is coming. And um, I know that, that God... Is not finished. He 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 wants to just minister this beauty into your life. And um, I just thank you. I thank you for being here. I pray that you would be blessed. I pray pray that this Christmas would be one that would be full of joy and peace and assurance and hope. And that you would continue to put your trust in God. Here comes Brad. Is Christine around? Come on, come on, come on. Let's come. So go ahead and close your eyes, and um, Christine is just going to sing this song, and then after that, um, Yvonne will come up and close us for this evening. So God bless you.